Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And he'll be back shortly. Um, he is finishing up his drink run. <coughs> I hear him coming now. Um, guys, welcome to episode 245. We're going to talk about new models, new armies, and all that jazz. And also about um, what happens when you get painting paralysis or army paralysis. And, you know, you kind of get that in your head. Oh, crap, I got too much to paint, too much to do, too much going on. How do we get past that type thing? Um, so I already called you in, John. I had a perfect, my, my, my rendition of your voice was perfect. So don't worry about it. Um, so, you know, you, you've got, you've, I've got you taken care of. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm certain of that. So let's go ahead and get to the business. We want to thank Muse on minis for letting us, uh, host on their network to get it out to all the people in all the places. Um, if you didn't make sure you go check them out, they have a good, uh, selection of stuff for you and you can get a discount code by using more than dice on their episode. We want to thank Parabellum War Games for their awesome, awesome miniatures and game they got coming out. Uh, they will definitely be at Adepticon. Make sure you check them and see what they can do. We want to thank Turbo Dork for their awesome paints. They do good color shifting and metallic paint line. They also have their, uh, new paint, what is it? Paint well. I guess the way to put it. So, you know, coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, on my list to purchase. Yep, on mine too. Um, so to go and check them out. Don't forget Midnight Heroes. Uh, if you like all your good chibi miniatures and you like all the cool things to go with it, make sure you go check them out. And, of course, we do have a discount code for them. Uh, I think I got everybody. I did want to note that Parabellum War Games is doing a thing called Project 8, which is you voting on their next faction. Oh, yeah. So what their eighth faction is going to be. So you can just have a login for their website, go there and vote on which one you want to be, which is like hell, which is sort of like, uh, looks like dark demons and stuff. Sorcerer Kings, God killers, master of elements, and then sell sword slash dogs of war. If anyone has any clue of what I would possibly vote on <laughs> guess now. Hey, Banyan. But yeah, they saw that Banyan actually brought it up to me. When we were having dinner uh, earlier in my, Figured I'd bring it up here since it's the appropriate time. I mean, that's not really fair, Banyan. You live with me. Of course you fucking know. Everybody knows. So, um, other than that, let's go ahead and get our shout-outs. We want to thank Legionnaires for being the awesome person that he is and putting all of our shout-outs in there so we don't have to try to remember. Um, Robbie Bachman of BTO passed away. Um, long time. My man. I remember listening to that oh, music a long, long time ago. Beach is one of those weird bands that you're aware of, and you probably only know one song of that you know of, but yep. you've probably heard more. Correct. I mean, you never know, you ain't seen nothing yet, but other than that, I mean, do you know any more? Can you name any more? I can't even <laughs> name any more off the top of my head, so. Um, Arthur Duncan from the Betty White Show. Uh don't know Arthur Duncan uh, named Yeah, I never, I never watched the White Show, so I mean, understand. But fair enough. I'm gonna look him up because there's got to be some more. Um, to his IMDb. I mean, oh shit, me. taking care of business. Jesus Christ. I mean, he was pretty Everyone old. Knows that song. Ninety-seven. So I mean, yeah. Did a what lot else? of. 
Red Skeleton Hour, Elon Columbo. Did a bunch and of yeah, he's, yeah, probably a good character actor. Yeah. Uh, and then, what was the other one? David uh, Crosby of Crosby, Stills, and Nash, or Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young, depending on which one you like. Yep. Um, another one. Another classic rocker. Maybe the younger generation doesn't know so much, but... We know. We understand. We got you covered. Um, so, the important question, John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I have a Code Fireball, which, for those of you who don't know, is uh, Mountain Dew Code Red mixed with Fireball. I am drinking just a little bit of Maker's Mark tonight. Some good old bourbon type thing. Uh, if you're drinking anything, uh, make sure you put it in the chat so you can see what you're drinking also. And we can cheers that up. Guys, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. Make sure you take care of yourself. Wash your hands. You know, make sure that you're keeping safe. Uh, if you see something, say something. Um, just please look out for each other. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> okay, that's Betty White. That was uh, Duncan was a was like. Networks told her couldn't have a, a black man on TV, and she said, deal with it. I, that's where that story comes from. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, how long are you going to there? So. That's not obnoxious. <laughs> so, this topic came about because John made a post about him getting together with his friends and talking about gaming type thing. And so John, take it away. Um, not much to take away. <laughs> I mean, you made you thought the topic topic. You get to fucking lead. John made this comment that he got together with his friends and they started talking about what they were going to play. What was on the roster. And John mentioned 40 K stuff that, uh, he was going to be playing possibly some play, possibly playing some 40 K. And it got me thinking. I was like, does he have to paint up new stuff? What about people that start up a new army? <laughs> A.K.A. I got Orgoth. I got to paint up all this Orgoth. It has to be painted for Adepticon. And, of course, my anxiety and everything just went, ah! And I went, crap. Spoiler, yes, I have to paint up new stuff for 40K. I have one painted 40K model. <laughs> one. So, it's a knight, but I have one. One. <laughs> Uh, but that brought up because the 40K released their uh, their new tournament rules. And one of the parts is like sort of low end, what they call boarding actions with 500 points and a lot of limitations on what you can take. Are the, limit, uh, and, okay. Are the limitations reasonable type thing? So you don't get like overpowered I mean, stuff? More like stuff that makes sense, doesn't make sense for boarding actions. Like tanks? No, you don't board with tanks. What? <sighs> okay. So yes, you don't board with tanks. <laughs> Jump pack guys don't board. That's not what they're for. Just no bikes. You don't have bikes running through in you know, the hallways and stuff. It's not going <laughs> to end well for the bikes. <laughs> so that kind of thing. Now, I haven't read the whole rules, obviously, because I don't own any 40K rules. But Marshall was talking about it. And we're like, you know, I'm, I'm willing to think about it. You know, because uh, I'll keep out because I own these guys because I like the Eldar Pirates. Um. So I was looking at them, and he's like, 
you know, yeah, they'd work, you know, whatever, trying to find other models. It's just a way to play it at a lower scale because I don't, I'm, I cannot be arsed to do an entire 40k army. I don't fucking care like that anymore. I, it, it's so, so expensive nowadays that it, it's, it's hard for me to, to justify it. Now, 500 well, points is a different story because 500 yeah. points is nothing really in a 40k army. It's a quarter of a normal of a normal 40k army. So, but the idea is that you know, sort of lower end is much more what we're into nowadays. You know, we want to play lower end. So I so much Marvel Crisis Protocol gets the nod. You know, while I look at Malifaux, Legion is sort of the top out of where I want to go with models. You know, BattleTech, that kind of thing. Low model count is what I'm looking at. I don't want a shit ton of models that I have to paint. You, you don't want a shit ton of... I'm guessing these games are going to be quicker games, too. I mean, they should be. But so, I mean, that was sort of where we were going for thinking about it. Um, so that came up as an option. Um, also, I mean, it helps deal with the fact that, I mean, these are just the rules for the next... or tournament rules for the next six months because they're doing two a year. Which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Twice a year rules up there. So, since people brought up part of what killed War Machine and Hordes, and I feel confident enough to say that, is the. I forget what it's called, but all the players doing the input and the rules fucking changing fucking constantly. Um, You're talking about. Um, oh, God. See, he can't think of it either. Because they, they stopped doing it because of that reason. Yes, because it's too much. You cannot keep track of rules that change every so often. Minor changes um, are not a problem. Like, oh, we've... This CID, thing, thank you. CID, yeah. There's a difference between, oh, shit, this was a little bit more powerful than we thought it was. Y'all found a way to break it, etc., etc. We, we we fix a model. No, it's, it's literally a... Well, as far as 4th edition would be concerned, Mark IV would be concerned, it would be an entire faction now because you know that's how they put factions by keyword what we'd call keyword in last edition yeah um it's just too much at once we just can't you know uh my old co-host and i had to talk about that it's just too much at once we can't keep up with it like we used to yeah um nor do we necessarily care to you know minor tweaks are fine entire revisions was a touch too much entire revisions multiple times yes and I mean, it's one thing. So, like, a lot of the other companies are going to the one year. Actually, uh, Private Press announced they're going to do yearly updates, which is a good idea. Yeah. I think, actually, a year is probably the minimum you should do. GW is going to do six months. I think it's too fucking much. Too much. Especially because, in their case, they're expecting you to buy rules, to rule books to deal with that. Yes. And, sure, it's I understand. It's their money. It's their subscription service that's how they're going to get to be a colloquial subscriber service it's a good choice putting a marauder on your list because i fucking love marauders oh i do too they're always cool looking but so like i said yearly fine you can handle yearly i mean right now uh marvel christ protocols updated about yearly they have a big update and stuff you know and then we you can handle that that gives you some time to play it but think about six months for the 40k which is sort of what i'm thinking about in addition not to to dump on them, but they're an easy target. 
Um, you get your army together, you start playing some games, you maybe get it painted, and then the fucking whole thing changes, potentially. Then you gotta buy a whole new army and a whole new thing. And... No, no, no. But you have to buy some new models, tweak your army. <laughs> you don't get any time with it. You don't get to feel familiar with it. Part of what was great about the old editions of games, and if I'm gonna be nostalgic a bit here, is that they lasted for fucking years, and you got to really enjoy an army. You know, people are like, oh... You're playing your army, so you know here's all this stuff you normally used. You know, people get you know you get some of that stuff familiarity, and that's cool. And there's none of that anymore. They're while they're taking advantage of, in their case, the ability to get feedback lightning quick. I don't think it's the best idea. Um, I think it's a little too quick in some cases. Like I said, six months too much. A year is the limit, the, the lowest, but. So we talked about that, you know, lower scale 40k army seems cool. Um, but it's something, I mean, I think I talked about this last year or something also, but it's something every group should do is talk about what games you're going to play so you're all sort of on the same page. So, like, they're all going to play fucking Necromunda. I'm not. I have no desire to purchase Necromunda. I don't necessarily even want to give GW any money, but I'm willing to try a lower scale of 40k. Because I like the models. I don't like Necromunda models for the most part. There's a couple factions I think are okay, but at this point in our life, why are we bottling models that we think are okay? Right? I mean, you should be buying models that you like. You should be looking at an army going, I like 90% of these models. Not, oh, you know, half these models are okay. I think when you get to that point, you're not playing the game anymore you're 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 being competitive you know part of the whole thing about miniatures is you're playing models that are cool this box that i bought strictly because they're eldar pirates and i think they're fucking cool are they good i don't fucking know do i care no i don't fucking care no I'll, if i play i'll play them because they're cool i might buy the crew uh fucking kill team why because crew are cool same reason I buy models here or there, you know? And then having a game to play them is a bonus in this case. I think I got a little off topic, didn't I? That's okay, because, I mean, that, that goes into the thing of buying, you know, models and getting overwhelmed by how many you buy. Yeah, or, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, Legion said it a bit ago about being, you know, suddenly having uh, analysis paralysis about painting his army because you could be, quote-unquote, faction limited. Let me start this off. No matter what faction you play, you can paint your models however the fuck you want. If an event is like, oh no, you're playing House Davion and you need to have uh, blue, white, and red, you know, blue with the white and red tracksuit stripe on all of your models, those people can go fuck right off. You don't need to play in their event. That's not what this is about. You paint your models how you fucking want to paint your models every time. If you want your orcs to not be green, don't make your orcs green. It's okay. They're your fucking models. The point about it is, though, is that you have to use a faction of things that go together because that's what the rules are. So, you know, Gonzo wants to have this stuff together, so he's got the fucking axe man with the Hunchback and uh, Nova and a Dasher because the Wolf's Dragoons or rules let you have that. That's cool. 
Yeah, and Nixon Nixon says it. Canvas Effects Online is literally whoever painted a model first and sent it in. Like, you can make your own stuff up. There's no hard and fast about, you know, what colors things can and can't be. Yeah, I think the only, in my opinion, I think the only time that you should have to do that is you're doing, like, recreation, you know, of, you know, historical armies. Yes, historical guys do that. But you know what? Honestly... You They're know what you're getting for into. A level level of detail that most of us aren't. Yeah, and, and you know you're getting into that when you when you do a historical yeah. battle. Yeah, and if you really want to drive them insane, don't do it. Their heads will explode. You also have no one to play with, but their heads will explode. So I want to make that clear, everyone. Once you, once you purchase that model, paint it however the fuck you want, because it's your model. You can say it's whatever faction you want. The point about the faction is not the paint scheme. In no case is it ever the paint scheme. It's always about the quote-unquote balance or, in some cases, the actual uh, background story that says these mechs can work together. Or these models can work together. None of the rest of that shit matters. Don't don't let them tell you how to do that. Have you thought about painting the hunch on that thing black? I think it would be look really cool. I, I thought about it. I was going to go off with it just red for right now and then after i do that i was gonna be like mm, maybe it needs to be black because i thought that you know this because it'll set it out apart more mm-hmm. i'm just saying it's like i thought about that also with the axe man because it's got the big actually the same size gun in its torso yeah uh just to make it look a little different or maybe add a third color and again that's sort of your thing you know do what you want if my model i can do what i want Exactly. You know, Nixie says, if you want to make the Mu Epsilon Galaxy of uh, Clan C Fox is painted Morn Fang Brown with a pearlescent coat, you can do that, and it'll be it'll be a, a real thing. Because, I mean, they're not nitpicky about that. Like, sure, technically speaking, your Ultramarines should be Ultramarines Blue, but who cares? You're an Ultramarine successor cla- chapter. And your chapter, Master Tins, does look a lot like Marnius Calgar, just he's not Marnius Calgar. It's all good. <laughs> Don't let them tell you that. Don't ever let that worry you. If you find a game where it says in the rule book that you have to paint your models a certain cover color for certain reasons, take that rule book and throw that shit in the trash because fuck those people. That's not what this is about. This is not what the quote the quote unquote hobby is about. There's no hard and fast rule. It's your rules, your hobby. Do what you want. Do what you want. There's your rant. <laughs> I'm sure Gonzo knew that was going to happen at some point. Oh, yeah. I picked topics just in case. Yeah. But in any yeah. case, so, I mean, you know, you can't let that be there. I mean, just now you can do some analysis paralysis of, oh, God, what faction do I want to play? So what mechs do I want to paint? You know, whatever. So I did that actually even. I was looking because the mechs I, I painted in Archer and I'm painting a hatchet band. I'm like, okay. Well, I want to get a third mech on my table to paint, because I'm painting slowly. What is another mech that works in factions with them? So, like, oh, cool, Centurions do. I'll get a Centurion painted, because I've got that. Sure, you can look a little bit at that. That's called Army Composition. That's fine. Rules are rules for that. You know, they can tell you what models you can and can't play together. and that's But that's, again, only if you're playing official rules. And that's even only Alpha Strike. If you're playing other things, they may not have the same rules. They may not fucking care. Because yeah. I'll tell you, back in the day, 
when uh, we were playing BattleTech. You know what we cared about? Are you playing clans or are you playing Inner Sphere? Inner Sphere, cool, go to town. Clans, cool, go to town. Fuck you. Yeah, field salvage is a thing. Just decide what you're playing. I mean, because in the, the day, the most important things is that you and your friends are on the same page. Oh, you get to have a summoner too. Oh yeah. I had to wait That's for cool. that. I had to wait for that to come in. I'll be honest. Summoner is one of my more favorite clan max. I just dig the way it looks. I like the off-center cockpit, sort of like the Thunderbolt. Yeah. I like. I actually said this to someone recently. I like some of the mechs that aren't exactly. Um, some of the mechs are actually uh, asymmetrical. Yeah, because it's a very cool idea. But yeah, so don't don't blame it Like all you need to worry about is what you can and you can't take by the rules. Paint scheme is paint scheme. Whatever you want to paint them. You know, uh, you want to paint your like uh, Nixie said, Signar red. Cool, do it. Who cares? Yeah. Your models. Do what you want. It's your stuff. Yeah, that yeah. says I'm playing Draconis Combine, but you're in Devian Royal Guard Cup Parade Colors. Yes, I am. This is a Cretan list. But, 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 false flag. Yeah. I mean, it's even in the novel, in one of the first, uh, well, first six novels, seven technically, there is someone, they paint themselves up as someone else to lead people off about who's coming to, to kill them. Doesn't matter. What matters is you having fun and getting out of the field. All that matters is you figuring out what mechs you can take and then focusing on them. So if you know most people are going to play Alpha Strike with, uh, uh, well, Grey Death wasn't it? it was actually, actually it was kind of in Grey Death. It was actually thinking about the Warrior Trilogy. The attack on uh, New Avalon. Actually, the Grey Death was. is why it was one of the first couple books because they're actually technically earlier. But yeah, I mean, just figure out what you can play. You know, if you if you if you get a selection of mechs together you want to play, go through the website, look and see where do they work together. Cool, that's what that's they work together that faction. Cool. You know, or find a mech you want to play and then go with that. You know, and then see what mechs play with that. Or in my case, I had two mechs. I got two mechs. Let's see what you want. Just paint them from for white. Yeah, absolutely. However you want. Your models don't let it stop you play what you want to play. Now, it's tougher when you're playing... Like, Gonzo's getting ready for a tournament list, so he's actually trying to look a little bit at effectiveness of mechs, not just, these mechs are cool and I like looking at them. And that's sort of important. You need to do that. Um, and you do need to plan a bit for a new army, so you're not buying a bunch of stuff. Now, Gonzo, of course, apparently, you know, he's got all that sweet, sweet money, so he's bought all the models. <laughs> because he keeps changing his list a million times. Uh, only because I have to, not because I want to. I mean, I think the first seven times you changed it, it's because you wanted to. A um, couple of them. I'll give you a pass. One of those was probably because you realized the King Crab was too expensive and you needed to put something else in. Yes. And Although it's still a that, cool fucking model. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. So, I mean, it's all good. You just need to look at what you can play. Like, I'll do a lot of... Like, when I go to play an army, I'm going to make sure I'm buying stuff I can use. You can... The old ways was you just bought stuff and made it work together. Like, the new ways is you need to plan a little bit. We can't be buying all these extra models. None of us no. have got time for that anymore, you know? We're all adults with lives and families and shit. Okay, you all have families and shit. I don't have families. I have dogs. But, 
You do. But I mean, no life for life, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> you got to sort of test out. So you can go Gonzo here. You know, he's got what he wants. So now he's like, oh, cool. I'm paying Wolf's Dragoons. Or the Wolf Dragoons. Uh, so he'll look at mechs that are in that inherently, but doesn't mean he won't eventually play an entire different faction using the same the same color scheme, because who cares, right? Yeah, who cares what color scheme As I'm far using? as it is, this is Gonzo's preferred color scheme. You know, when I have my guys, do I have I don't have the archer here. I don't have the archer here, but when I have my green and yellow scheme, that's the scheme I want to paint for all of my inner sphere mechs. So I will just paint it. Same with the uh same with the ones I'm painting the clans. That's just the scheme I want to use. What clan is it? Whatever the fuck clan I want it to be. It don't matter. You know, it's like when you paint your Marines. Sure, you can paint them a scheme, and sometimes it's great to paint something in an actual official scheme. You'll get a lot of cool kudos for that. But sometimes you just want to have Marines painted so you can use them as whatever you're feeling like nowadays. Like, I know a guy who would just literally have, he even had extra models, like, okay, I'm playing Blood Angels, so now i got my Death Company and some extra models that aren't in the other Marine armies. But he had set up and painted up, and sometimes he's like, okay, put this away, I'm going to play standard Marines because I want to, and I'm just going to use one Marines. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Don't let people tell you there's not there's anything wrong with that. It's like magnetizing models. It's fine. That's cool. That's the way forward. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's the way forward, especially yeah. for on the pocketbook. Uh huh. Which is uh going by the way they're going to be having some character jacks and that's what they're doing is they're you've already got the chassis you're just buying the arms and the head or you know whatever weapons, and so magnetized done. See, actually, I was one of the guys who didn't mind buying the separate character jacks because they made them so unique. You know, Thunderhead and Old yeah. Rowdy and all. They were very unique. Thunderclad? Thunderclad? Thunderhead? Thunderhead. Thunderhead? Okay. Look, I've been drinking. I don't really know. I haven't. I need to. So, I mean, so that's out there. I mean... So you have to, you do have to do some plans. I mean, some of them were upgrade kits, but I like the earlier ones, like old Rowdy and all that were just full different mechs. You know, like you could see it was an ironclad, but it was just so much cooler. Uh, Nixon, I think that was a phase they were going through with the upgrade kits. Like, we can do all the upgrades. And they're like, no, we can't really. They're not as cool. And you have to look at that, you know, Remember, companies go through those kind of phases, too. It's like, this is the more efficient way to do it. Like, yeah, but people don't like it as much. So. But yeah, so Banyan says he's having trouble picking a clan. And then a paint scheme for him. Just pick a paint scheme. It doesn't have to match the clan. If you want your Jade Falcons to have no Jade or Falcons on them, that's fucking fine. You can have turkeys. Puce turkeys. There you go. There's your faction. I have decided for you. You're done. I mean, yeah, you want to paint your mechs, you know, turquoise and pink? Go for turquoise and pink. Nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing but a thing. Yeah, I mean, now, the thing is, is once you get your stuff, now, it's less with, of course, Battletech, eight models, nine models, you're done. You know, for, for getting stuff ready to go play. I know there's some Let's people that are 12 like... 12 models, that's a company. 12 yeah. 12 models. Type thing, but like... And, and you'll know this. 40, uh, 40k or Fantasy Orc Army. 
you know how painting that crap up can go. I mean, that stuff. I mean, we're talking. I do. I painted both. Yeah. I totally know. Yeah. I mean, you're talking 100 plus models mm-hmm. type thing. I mean, it's it, it can be a daunting task. I mean, how do we, what, what do you suggest people do to tackle something that's that big? Um, you got to break it down into groups. So you really want to go start figuring out stages of your army. What's the minimum points you're going to play? Like generally say 500. All right. Figure out your 500 points. That's part of your main force. Sometimes it involves taking your leader model and making him not as cool as he's going to be in the end, but that's fine. Get that, paint that. Um, but, and I'll get more specific about that afterwards. Then go to your 1,000 points, add those units in. Then 1,500, then 2,000. Mm-hmm. Just do it little by little. It'll help a quite a bit, making it much more uh, palatable, much more easy, much more approachable. But you also want to sort of reward yourself. Like you want to paint a unit, then reward yourself with a um, uh, a character or some or a special model or something. You know, if there's a model you really want to paint, you can start with it, which is cool. But you really should save that as a reward for painting a unit. Like, let's say your 500 points, and I'm just spitballing here, is uh, a commander, two units, and some cool giant monster you want to paint. I suggest you paint the two units and reward yourself with the uh, monster and then paint the commander between the two units. But as long as you're getting them done at that point, you know, by the end, that doesn't really matter what order. You know, look, I mean, I'm, I'm painting Marvel Crisis Protocol little by little. I just put models out there. At some point I go, I'm getting close to getting, you know, enough to field, you know, Asgard in this case. So I'm going to paint Thor because he's the leader, and then I'm going to start working on other stuff. Just make a plan. Uh, you know, you because you just want to make sure you can have it there. You need to get... You can paint to your heart's content, but when you get close to having a, having a fieldable force, you want to get that force on the table. Um, ASAP. Yeah, as soon as you can, yeah. Because you want to be able to start getting some games, get familiar with just the rules of the game. And starting smaller is better. You know? And I can say it for any game, you know, you just make a smaller force, the smallest you would. If they have a skirmish level that can build in a bigger level, start with that. Just get something going so you can figure it all out. And then you can start, you know, keep keep trying to do that. Paint the slog stuff, then reward yourself. And sometimes just don't paint the slog stuff to, like, the super-duper standard. Get them done... And then you can go back and add more to them afterwards. You know, sometimes you won't do that, but sometimes that's fine. You, you'll be okay with it or you won't. If you're not okay with it, you'll go back and, and paint them. Trust me. Um, but you want to set up some sort of thing where you are have a goal. If you have a tournament you're going to, that's a set fixed goal. Um. You can have that looming over you. Like when I went to, you know, uh, we went to the uh, the team tournaments for the US, US team tournaments. Mm-hmm. And I had a goal of I have to get X painted in that time. So I would just sit down the days I paint and just start painting those bottles unit by unit. 
like, yeah, I'd want to paint certain things over before other things, but, you know, I just, just go to town with it. Just, these are things I need to get paint. And, um, just, just start working on them. And I would do that thing. I would do a unit, then I would add a character I really wanted to paint or a jacket I wanted to paint onto it. It's really nice whenever you can choose and you've got like an overall color theme. Like these guys are mostly red and I can just slog red on everything quickly as possible with, mm -hmm. you know, the speed paint, you know, with the contrast yeah. paint. I can just like slop, 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 done. And I can go, okay, I can sit back and take a break for a second. Because it's just putting one color on there and good go for the time being. So Nixie says he's got a huge process of printing his models for the trim. So he gets the base coat done, then he starts blocking the accent panels in light gray. Then I start doing the white, then get the pearl layer, then add the gloss coat, then the white done. That's a huge hurdle. So he does the gray blocking, then he moves on, which is a great idea. Get him to just enough. I have a couple models. Uh, my um, uh, Rulick uh, Colossal is just just three colors it's perfectly feelable but doesn't look as good as the rest of my army and eventually i would come back with that and uh add more to it and that's fine axe blades metal uh if you want to sure i mean it would be I mean, it's a giant slightly sharpened blunt forged <laughs> trauma instrument But one thing I, you should also do is make sure you take breaks. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're just not, you know, because you're going to get wore out. You'll be like, oh, fucking A, I've got to go and do this. Yep. Yes, you got to go and do it. But make sure you take but some it, breaks between stuff. But also, if you've got a schedule, you know how much you have to paint a day. Start off with more to begin with. And as it gets on and you see where you are, you can adjust your schedule. You know, if you hobby streak or something like that, just just keep painting it on your every day. But have some stuff you can work on in between, some stuff you want to. You can't just slog through the painting or you won't want to play the game. As soon as it becomes work, then you've lost it. You won't be interested in doing it anymore. Yeah, Nixie says, have a plan. Have a plan with your code ahead of time. Absolutely, because that's one of the things I generally have a problem with. It takes me the most time. Like, if you ever see me go through a model quickly in my hobby streak, it's because I know what my paint seam is going to be, and I have a plan, so I just go. If you don't have a plan, it's going to take forever. Everybody's um, staring at me painting. Yep. But, yeah, so there's a lot of little tricks you can do for that, but it's a lot of, you know... Like, if I know that we're only going to play 500 points of 40k, I'm going to get 500 points, and I'm going to start working on it, and then I'll add if I need to afterwards. I'll change some stuff out. That's how you do it. That's why the little games are better, because you never feel like you're stuck. You know, when you have a 2,000-point army to paint, that's a fucking ordeal. Unless your name is Dave Taylor or someone of that ilk, that's a <laughs> long time to get that shit painted. So you got to be ready for it and you got to like it. And, you know, it becomes a hell of a thing. Now, honestly, once you get it done, you're like, oh, shit, I got this done. I can change out units as I need to. But you really have to be ready for that, you know? 
It's like I'm just painting random forty random uh, BattleTech models, you know, in my scheme because it's a scheme I want to paint, so I'm just painting whatever. Gonzo's uh, you know, painting. Like, yeah, Gonzo's painting a list for a tournament, so he knows what he needs to paint. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Nixie says, you know, uh, he picks up a bag, he stares at the base coat, agonize, put it down, repeat. I don't put a sting, single bit of purple white on it. You have to know what you're going to paint. Like, uh, so my, uh, grab him here. My, so much you can see of my hatchet man here. I've started putting brown on where the yellow is going to go, you know, because all these models are really different, you know, so you have to sort of block out where you want to go. Then I'll put it on, see if any more details and go from there, you know, just little by little. Sometimes it's fine, you know, Gonzo speed painting a bunch of models, but sometimes you could literally just paint a model at a time. Um, you know, he's got a very simple, you know, no offense, uh, scheme. Yep. Nope. It's where he's it, it going works. like literally I am red and then the arm and the leg are black. Cool. Perfect. Now he might change it and add black to more models eventually. More parts of the model eventually. That's cool. But that's his start. And you know, he gets the three colors. Literally, he could say three colors. I've wa I've washed it, or it is contrast. I've highlighted some of it. I dry brushed. Jobs are good. And here's some metal parts. Do the base. Done. And they'll look fine on the battlefield. Nothing wrong with that. People think there's fine. You don't have to paint everything to your highest standard. No. Now, eventually, you get that model you want to paint to your highest standard. For Gonzo's, it's going to be the Axeman. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, like we talked about, you know, I told him, like, hey, maybe you could paint the, uh, paint the gun black on this, too. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. That's what he can, so he can go and get it done and then go back on, yeah, I like the idea of that. You know, there is such a thing as good enough. Yeah, he says uh, we've, when you're signing a scheme, create an exemplar. When you get all the way to the stopping point for 90% of the models you're doing, absolutely. You know, this is it. This is about how much, you know, in his case, how much black I want on it, how much red, silver on certain, or uh, metallic on certain things. That is what I would consider perfect. And then once in a while, you do a model more than that, just because it's, it speaks to you. And that's fine. You should. You know, and uh, I always like to, the, the ultimate in the slogginess of painting is a 40K unit or a large age of Sigmar unit. And nothing compares to a unit of 30 guardsmen or a unit of 40 or 50 orcs or whatever. It's fucking tedious. Oh, yeah. But even with those, sometimes you'll look and go, I want to paint more on this model because it speaks to me. You know what you should do? Do it. Don't go, oh, I have to get to a certain point. No. Part of the point of this is having fun and enjoying it. If a model speaks to you, if the sergeant speaks to you, if the heavy weapon speaks to you, if the comm trooper, if the musician, the banner, if some random model just you assembled in a way that looks super awesome speaks to you, take it as far as you want. You need to. Because it's not just about playing the game. It's about enjoying it. Yes, Nixie says it's while you paint it, you can decide what 
is it worth doing every single model? And what is worth doing every single model? Absolutely. You'll see a lot of people talk about that with a lot of things. Sometimes things just aren't worth painting. Sometimes they are. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. You know, decide that as you go through the models. You can go, I feel like this model needs more, and I'm going to go back and do more afterwards. Cool. That's fine. You can all get it done and get to the end and go like, you're done, you played some games, go back, I want to paint more on this model. Break them back out, paint more. You know, there's a, a, a statement that uh, I kind of agree with, that art is never completed, just abandoned. You know, and that's kind of true. You know, you just stop when you're, this is good enough. I am satisfied with this. Because that's the only person that has to be satisfied with your paint schemes, with your army, with any of that, is you. If your group doesn't like your models, fuck them. Ain't their models. Two tears in a bucket? Fuck it. If they want, if they think, like if I think the hatch, the hunchback should have a black hunch with that, I paint a bottle up like that and make the hunch black. Like when I paint mine up, maybe I'll make my hunch yellow. Chartreuse. Probably going to make it yellow. That fit my paint scheme pretty well. But, you know, that's the thing, you know? If they don't like it, they'll fucking deal with it. You know, as my old boss should say, they'll be okay. Don't let anyone else browbeat you into fucking doing more or less than you want while painting a model. Your model, you paint it how you want it. If you're happy, then it's good enough. Are these guns right here? Yes. Okay. The standard Nova has 12 ear medium lasers. It is slightly spicy. I may be exact, maybe underselling how old spicy it is. Because it's really spicy. But yeah, you have to make all those decisions yourself. You know, no one can make them for you. You can ask for opinions. You know, when I was painting up uh, Heimdall with the uh, Turbo Dork Rainbow Roll for the uh, Bifrost part, I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. So I asked for a lot of opinions. I had to do a lot of... I had to take a video of it, of me turning it so people could see it sparkling in the light better to get an idea if it looked okay or not. You know, and that's fine. You can get opinions for that. But they, if they're like, oh, I don't like it, I think you should something else... Cool. If you like it, fuck it. Just keep it. Not their model. They want a Heimdall to look different? They can paint one up. You know, and it sounds harsh when I say that. I don't mean it harshly, but it's the fucking truth. You know? You could ask for opinions to me to disregard them, yes. You know? Sometimes people give a good reason, like, oh, I feel like you should do this because of X and Y. Oh, very good. That's a good idea. So, yeah, that Marauder model is cool, but I'm a fan of Marauders. Yeah, I'm a fan of Marauders, too. I actually ditched my Warhammer to put the Marauder in. See, that's a tough one, because you know what? I also love uh, love Warhammers. Yeah, it, it was a tough one, but the stats and point-wise for the Marauder was better. So I was like, mm, okay. I'll go oh, with just... that. Mm-hmm. It's no Timberwolf, but it's cool. Shut up, filthy clanner. <laughs> Back to your Sibco. 
And a dozen herbies, yes. Stone Rhino, a King Crab, and a dozen herbies. Uh, I can feel that list. I have a Stone Rhino and I think a King Crab. And actually, I've got a Baker's dozen of herbies if necessary. <laughs> is that, uh, since I don't have the model in front of me, does that gun have like a, a separation between the top and the bottom? Yeah, there's like a little armor plate on the top of it. You know that's got to be black, right? Why does it have to be black? Uh, because it breaks it up. Otherwise, it looks a little weird. It's my model. I can do what I want. That's true. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll break up my model and I'll paint it black there. I don't know. I'm just getting... Yeah, them... but that's exactly the point. You know, like... Or, or like, so let's say Gonzo likes it and he's not going to paint any laser and or PPC effect type thing in the barrels of the Marauder's arms. His model, his fucking choice. I right? Do what I won't. Yeah, he can do exactly what he wants, however he wants to paint it up. If he wants to have the effect there, he'll have the effect. If he doesn't, he won't. That's fine either way. Like, look at that, I'd be like, I would do this, but you know what? It's not my model, and he's not me. Granted, I have that model, and I can paint it up however the fuck I want, and I will. I'm just waiting towards the end, because I want to uh, really have my scheme very well down before I get to that model, because it's going to be important. And I need to get another Warhammer, because I painted my Warhammer in a different scheme, just for shits and giggles. For like shiggles? It. It's actually similar to yours. It's actually black and uh, black and red. Though my red's much more muted than yours. Alright. Don't want to get started on anything else. I have lost steam on ranting. It's up to you now. <laughs> well, it wasn't ranting. You were describing. But it, it makes the point. I think people need to take time for their models. They need to take time to get stuff done. And just... Have a good time with it. That's something people yeah. have got to understand. You need to have a good time with it. Ooh, I didn't know that that was still there. Um, go back to this. Um, have a good time with your stuff. Try not to make it a chore. Because that's a big issue with everything is, I mean, even 20 models is that's a lot a of models. Order. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have all the, you know, the... Orgos stuff I want to paint up for because I want to take it to Adepticon. They got some, you know, some fun events and, you know, pick up games and stuff and I want to play with that. And I'm like, I got, I, I have to have it painted. So, I mean, I'm using a very easy paint scheme. It, the entire army has heavy metal. So, dry brush the shit out of that, hit some details, you're a good one. But I still have to do dry brushing of 20 plus models up to my standard and play it. So there's a lot to do to it. Um, there's a lot of time and effort you have to put into doing these things. And I like John's idea of doing a reward yourself because there's plenty of models that are like, God, I want to paint this model because it's so freaking cool. I'm like, um, let's do, and I put quotes, the harder ones, the stuff you have to kind of grind through and get through, then work on, you know, the other stuff. You can even do it through a different game or just a model you want to paint. In fact, once in a while, you have to stop and just paint a model you want to paint. 
like in the middle of painting all the Marvel Crisis Protocol, I stopped and I painted this, uh, you know, fantasy Reaper Paladin that I'd had for fucking years and hadn't painted because, fuck, I need to paint this guy. I haven't ever painted him. He's sitting there. Let's go. You have to do that. And it's okay to do that. You have to arrange your schedule so that it's okay. Because yeah. otherwise, you're starting to make it a burden, like Hanzo said. It should never be a burden. No. When it feels like a burden, you're going to lose interest. You're going to be like, why the fuck am I not just playing a video game? It's so much easier. Yeah, I, I, I do that to myself. Like right now, I'm good with where it's at. I will, you know, come back and I'll start picking up details. I've got to paint the cockpits and, you know, hit some other things. But I'm okay. That was a good, what, 45 minutes type painting type yeah. thing. And I got two coats of dry brush, the metallic done, and technically I'm good to go if I want to take it to a tournament. I mean, I'm not, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I got to base them, paint the bases. I have to mark the front arc too. So that's part of the, one of the rules of the tournament is you have to have a uh, facing marked. Uh, that's in the rule book as to what direction a medic's facing. Yeah. But Literally to, is in the rule book. Yeah, there's like a you, you're supposed to paint one of the hexes, one of the edges of the the models for facing reasons, and I'm like, I got so, no problem with that. Let me tell you, everyone, this is exactly the example <laughs> of a rule where you tell someone to fuck off. If the rule book tells you what the facing is, and it does, fuck them. You don't have to paint shit. However, your fucking models, your fucking rules. The rule book tells you how to do this. Don't let them force you into it because they can't. Now, you can email them and say, hey, uh, the rule book says that, you know, whatever whatever way the legs are facing is the actual facing. I think that might actually even be, and I forget, it's been... Then if you're like, I'm going to do models with that, I'm not painting something because I don't wish to. You can find out and make sure it's cool, and if it's not cool, you can fucking cancel it going to that event. Or decide to paint it. But in the end, I'm pretty certain that in the... Uh, book it actually says the facing is X. Yeah, they said you need to make sure you like put something. I'm looking at the the tournament packet. The tournament packet says you need to make sure that it is obviously easy to tell what the front of the model is, and marking the base is what they want. Let me see what it says. I'm trying to read with my my glasses on. Uh, yeah. Well, Nick just says the shoulders rule for War Machine, for example. That was a fine rule. And when there's no facing, oh, I see your shoulders. I know which way you're yeah. facing. No worries. A little more difficult with he hexes, but yeah, something like that. That's, you know, and it sounds like I'm being an ass. I'm not being an ass. They're being asses. The rules say stop trying to break the rules. Yeah, they're trying They're trying to make sure that someone doesn't try to break the rules, and this is the easiest and simplest way is mark one of the hexes as it a front. It's not the easiest, simplest way. The easiest way is follow the fucking rule book. I don't know what the rule book says. Yeah, man, it's in a rule book. <laughs> so, but other than that, um, I have a bunch of Orgoth to paint, so I may do some streaming on that. I've got, you know, the entire box set plus two extra jacks. And that is if the expansion doesn't come out before we go to Adepticon, because it's supposed to come out in March. And I don't know when in March. I'm hoping it comes out in the early March because I really want to play with those models more than the normal models. 
just because I think they're cooler type mm -hmm. thing. So, um, other than that, guys, if you want us to do anything special, let us know. Uh, want us to review anything, let us know. We're always welcome to do that. But let's go ahead and get to that cool, sweet, awesome media section. Because I know John has like 75 things to talk about. Just one. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Just one. And Gonzo's going to also talk about it because I told him. And Yes, so I went and watched it too, so I made sure. Um, so, one thing I'm going to hit on is Vox Machina Season 2 came out. Um, I'm really trying to get into it, but I really can't. It's really hard for me to get up because it is really cringy at times, and I'm just not into it. Um, I love a good dick and fart joke, but when it's nonstop all the time and it's not even funny, I'm not into it. Um, it just did. This season just has not started off right for me. Uh, I think there's like two or three episodes out right now, and I'm just like, eh. Eh, don't care. I'd rather yeah, go watch uh, the Dragon Age. That's right, where it's a little too cringe. Yeah, there's like, just a sure, little too cringe. Sure, it's what you do at the at the table, but that doesn't make it funny I mean, in general. I'm gonna spoil something right now. They're falling, and the bard makes a rhyme for them to fall safely, and he lands on a pair of butts, <laughs> butt cheeks. And I'm just like, really? And then a character yeah. gets stuck between the butt cheeks. And I'm like... Yeah, it's a little, little it's just a little too much for me. I'm just like, so, I mean, I'm going to try, but I don't have high hopes for it. Um, don't care. Um, not too much into it right now. And I can uh, do with some good fantasy... RPG style stuff because I'm going to be running it. So, but this just no. Nah. Thirty cool. page thirty two has the facing. It's okay. a feet. I'll look it up. When we get done. Yeah. Oh no, it's the feet. The feet of the model. The feet oh, of the model. Are the feet are facing. Yeah. So. Um. Anyways. But yeah, I, I I didn't make it through the first season of Vox Mac, and I wanted to. Like the first episode was a slog, but then it got going, and like I finished this end of the first through the second i thought that was enjoyable and then the second the third episode started with their fucking dick punching each other and i'm like wow 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 yeah i was just like nah i think i'm okay um new season of vikings valhalla came out on netflix which is the sequel to you know vikings um and this season wasn't bad, but it didn't seem like it went anywhere. It's like, oh, we got to get to this. We got to get to this. We got to get to this. We got to do this. Got to do this. And they never got there. And so it was like, it just didn't, nothing happened. Enjoyable? Sure. Season-wise, I enjoyed it. I always like good Viking shows. It's a good Viking show, but it didn't go anywhere. Everything was slogging through trying to get somewhere. And once they got somewhere, season was over. So I was like, ah. Yeah, that's always a problem. Yeah. You know, was, no payoff. You're like, all the slog, none of the payoff. Mm. Yeah, I was not happy about that. But, you know, I'll keep going. If they get another season, I'll keep going with it. Um, 
Then I watched, uh, I finally watched all The Walking Dead and got through the entire series. There's only one season I was missing. Um, Overall, love the entire series. You can't, there was no way to end this series without making some people upset or without making some people, you know, not happy about it. Because it's either everybody lives happily or everybody dies type thing. And it was so many things left open, but they had to end it. You can't just keep going with this forever and get the torture pain of these people living through life. Because sometimes it's just enough type thing. Um, But I enjoyed it. I'm glad it got an ending. I'm glad it's over with. I'm glad it's done. Uh, Supposedly there's not going to be a spinoff with a couple of characters. And I'm just like, eh, okay. You know, you're just milking it, in my opinion. But... At least they're milking something that exists, not like remaking something like uh, making, I don't know, a wonderful spy movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger into a TV show. (laughs) Uh, Legionnaires, it was not a Sopranos level ending. It was just like, how do you end a series that's been going on for 11 years that has actually had an impact on the industry People are dying left and right. It did hold nose bar. And, you know, you just can't, you can't make people happy with this. You just got to, you know, these people are going to continue living. These people are going to continue having to deal with shit all their life. But here we're leaving on a good note type thing. So it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. Um, What's something else that I watched? Uh, I watched Treason, which was on Netflix, uh, which has Charlie Cox in it, where he uh, works for MI6. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. It was a decent spy series. I think it's only like six episodes, five or six episodes. So not bad. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of fun. It's a good, you know, spy movie. Spy series, I could say. Not a movie. Series. Um... It was just interesting. I didn't have a problem with it. It was okay. Um, you got some free time? I suggest watching it. Um, I did watch The Recruit, um, which is another Netflix series. And uh, I think it's eight episodes. It's about a attorney that works for the CIA. And he gets in over his head. And it kind of reminded me of an old USA TV shows um, like uh, Burn Notice. And um, I, hope, I hope for your sake, you're not about to disparage <laughs> the wonder that is Burn Notice. Oh, Burn Notice was amazing. Birds. And uh, what was what was the thief one? Um, Mizzy knows the one where they, were, they had the white collar uh, thief working with the FBI. I can't was remember. it called like blue collar or white collar or something? Uh, can't remember. It may have. I, it not was leverage. one of the two. Not leverage. Yeah, we know leverage. Yeah, not leverage. Um, yeah, it was white it was, collar. Yeah, white yeah. collar. Um, it kind of reminded me of a. This would have been on the USA Channel, and it would have been a decent, you know, show. Um, not your typical Netflix series. But, I mean, it was interesting. It was fun. The character, the main character was, you know, at least entertaining. He wasn't an ass. Wasn't a jerk all the time. He always had good lines. uh, Written really well. Some good funny parts. Good oh shit parts. Um, So, I mean, it was 
it was pretty decent. Um, kind of liked it a little bit more than the um, treason because it was it didn't take itself too seriously, and it you know had a good cast of characters. So I recommend it. I just dropped my toy. So other than that. John, we had one that we had together, and I actually wanted to talk about this quite a bit because there's some interesting parts in this show. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, John got to be able to use Hulu and was watching a new Hulu movie, which is not, not even really new. It's, it's been around for a couple of years. I've been trying to, to see it, but, like, buying it on Blu-ray or anything, it was... A little more expensive than I wanted a chance. I never even heard about it. I actually had to look it up when you told me you watched it. I was like, what is this? And I had to look it up and be like, oh, it's on Hulu. Sweet. I can see it. Yep. So, go ahead. It's called Boss Level. And it stars uh, Frank Grillo, who was uh, Crossbones in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh Or both movies of it. Uh, And I've liked him. You know, he's gotten some some parts and other things. And I've generally liked him. He's got... He has just enough charisma that he can lead a movie. Like, he'll never be blockbuster leading guy, but he can lead a solid action movie. Yeah. And that's pretty much what you get here. A good solid action movie with a premise you've heard before. What? But done sort of differently. Because it is basically Groundhog Day, just an action movie. Or Live, Die, Repeat, Slash, Edge of Tomorrow, but more... Standard action, if you prefer. Where the protagonist keeps reliving the same day over and over again. <laughs> and the title sort of comes from him wanting to get to the end, to get to the quote-unquote boss level. And it does fit, because there is a thing about games in there. And there's some there's some surprisingly heartfelt stuff in the middle of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, him... Uh, it's been around for a while, we're not going to spoil too much of it, but... Um, at one point, he has to reconnect with his son and does so repeatedly. And there's some heartfelt things there, you know? Like, some things are like, oh, shit, I didn't expect to get a little bit of the feels in the movie like this. And it's not like a ton of feels, but it's enough of the feels to, that it's got a little bit of a heart to it. Um, it's generally Frank Grillo is the main character. You've got uh, Mel Gibson in it, and then Michelle Yeoh's in it a little bit, and then... What's the Asian actor who's in it, who's the comedian, who's actually funny in this, unlike other movies I've seen him in? He was in Transformers 3, and he was not fucking funny in that movie. That's all I remember. Um, Ken Jeong or something like that. Yeah, Ken Jeong. Chef Jake. Yes, he's actually funny in this movie. Not, like, outrageously so, but amusing. Um... Michelle Yeoh's great for the handful of scenes she's in. Uh, Mel Gibson's great for the parts he's in. But, I mean, Frank Grillo basically carries it himself and does a decent job of it. But it, overall, it's just a fun movie, you know, of that Groundhog Day premise, just with sort of an action movie vibe. And I will tell you, there are some funniest shit scenes in there. Yes. Like him jumping out and missing the truck the one time. Yes. <laughs> And he narrates it. That's something you got to understand. He narrates a lot during this. You know, he's always saying, this is what happens, you know. Oh, oh that was like a temp 42 where this happened. Yeah. I mean, because he went through, I think we were almost up to like, what, 200 and... It's over 200 at the end, yeah. Yeah, over 200 days. So, 
So he Tyson. spent the majority of a year-ish living one day. Yeah. And it's cool because there's a bit of mystery in it. Not like hardcore mystery, but he figures some things out and it sort of naturally figures it out. You don't think about it until it comes up like, oh shit, that makes sense. Oh yeah. It was enjoyable. I mean, it turns out that I would have been fine buying it on DVD or Blu-ray for the price that it was. Happy to have seen it for streaming for free, but it would have been worth a purchase. I was pleasantly surprised because I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's a Groundhog Day. This guy's... He's never been a lead actor, per se. You know, he's no, never he, run he anything. He was kind of a lead in the second... Uh, okay, what is that movie, Chain? The one where they have the day where there's no laws and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Purge. The Purge. He was the second Purge. He was kind of a lead in that. Okay. I've, I've never seen any of the Purge, so I don't know. I haven't but, seen it either, but I heard it reviewed, and uh, I've seen some clips. But, I mean, but he, like, he actually did really well. I was really surprised. Yeah. And Again, it was, like, and he had some good ne- comedic comedic timing. Yes, he'll never lead like a top tier movie, like not not like this. But if I see like a B level action movie with him as the lead, I'll fucking check it out. Oh yeah, he was very entertaining. Yes, and the movie was good. It was a little crazy at no point did it really cross paths with reality, but it seemed internally consistent for its own roles. Yeah, it. The, and it handled itself really well. Of like, well, fuck this. I'm done, I'm done with it. Fuck this. And then I, he came through. I also feel like this might have been originally proposed as a Netflix like series or a Hulu series. And they made it into a movie instead. I could have seen it being like, you know... I could even see it being a two-season, you know, eight-episode each-season series where he goes through stuff. I could see that. Yeah. There was enough there for that. Not much more than that, but I feel like there was enough there for that. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought it was yeah. it was very fun, very popcorn-y flick. You know, yes. some good some good scenes, some good laughs. It, it felt longer than it was. Oh, yeah. It made good use of the time because it's only like an hour and a half long, and I was like, I feel like this has been going on for an hour and a half, and I've still got like fucking 30 minutes left. Well, and, you know, they reuse a lot of scenes just from either different angles or just repeat. So you get this and you're like, wait, yep, yep, okay, yep, yep, type thing. So it it went on better than what I thought it was. I was, I was, I was pretty, I was pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. Pleasantly surprised is the best description of it. So I was, I was very happy with that show. I do suggest it. I would say... It's about on par with Bullet Train, I think. Maybe Bullet Train may be a slight bit better. It's, it's yeah. in that ballpark. I think the craziness in Bullet Train gets a little more crazy than, than the craziness in this. Where you're yeah. like, this does not fit the rest of the movie. But everything in that movie sort of fits. Everything in boss level seems to fit the overall level of it all. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it one, one and a half. I would yeah. watch it. Yeah, I, I, I'd give it that. I mean, it was, it was a very... Pleasant surprise. It was a lot of fun. It didn't try to push itself more than what it was. Nope. It knew exactly where it was going, exactly what it was going to do, and it was just good. Yeah. So. It's the kind of fun action movie you would have watched once in a while. Like, I don't need a lot of brain power going, but if you have brain power going, you can make connections. But if not, it doesn't slap you in the face with it, but it sort of leads you to all the points. You're like, oh, I see what's going on. Like, they'll explain a little bit, but not like, oh, you're stupid, you didn't notice this beforehand. Yeah. 
So again, pleasantly surprised. And there's some good one-liners and some yep. good re- returning jokes, and they do some good callbacks every yep. so often. And you know, you you see it, and you 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 know it's coming at times, but you're just like, "Yep, this is where we're going with this show." Yep. Type thing. So, um, what else did I watch? Because we're we got a lot of time. We haven't watched much this week. Um, I mean, by we, you mean I haven't watched much. You're correct. I have not watched much. I don't think I even really watched much there. I played a bunch of Battletech Advance. Do you want to talk about role-playing games? I do have a couple of role-playing games. So I, so the discussion last week got me thinking, and I'm like, I am, I'm going to buy a bunch of role-playing games. I would normally never buy, but I want to see the rules, and I want to play, you know, I want, I want to have it. Um, and use it. And so, of course, uh, I got a copy of Pathfinder. It's not in yet. Um, second edition, so I'll come and have fun with it. Um, no comment. Um, then uh, we um, we watched. Uh, let me go back to that. So we're still watching the National Treasure, and there's a plot twist in there. I, I saw it coming from a mile away, but Captain Mizzy saw the plot twist and told Erica and she was like, fuck it type thing. So if you got, you got to watch national treasure still watching it. It's almost seasons almost over. I think we have only like one more to go and we'll be done. Um, but it's okay well, for a plot with twist. Tell me your odds on a second season. Ooh. Okay. That's a low. I gotcha. I think it's a low one. I- I've heard that from other people. Like yeah. it's, it's fine, but not, Anything to write home about. She calls yeah. you a bitch. Wow. <laughs> like, look, we've get, I've gotten that before, but I try not to tell people, um, you know, sometimes things just click in your head and you see where it's going. My favorite example is I saw, uh, trying to remember the name of the movie, Mel Gibson, he gets betrayed and comes back to, to avenge himself, where he's just playing uh, a badass Fucking, what is the name of that movie? Why is my brain not working? Has Lucy Liu in it? Give me one second. I'm looking it up for you. I'm trying to also. My brain's just doing it. I've got... I keep waiting to see if... Uh, someone pops it in there. It's from a bit ago. It's... uh, Payback. Oh, yeah. So, in Payback, there's the ending, and I'm not spoiling a movie from 1999... It's been 24 fucking years ago. Welcome to being <laughs> old. Uh, at the end, you know, they, they torture him. He tells them where the, the sun is and everything, and they're going to go in there. And something that clicked at me, and I knew exactly what was going to happen, that they were sending, he was sending him to the, the room he rented where they put the explosive under the phone that hadn't gone off. Like, he, he saw all that. And he got out of the car and reached the phone and called them, and they picked up and it exploded, and that was the end of that. Like, I saw that coming for some reason. I can't even quantify how. But literally, it starts happening, and I'm just cackling in the movie theater, and everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. But sometimes you just see those plot twists coming, you know? No fault of the movie. In fact, maybe the movie did it right in that case. They just put right, just the right pieces in place that you can see what's coming. So, I don't feel bad that, Captain Missy. Just don't tell people. Keep it to yourself. Write it down. If you want to be proven right, that way she doesn't call you a bitch again. 
<laughs> was it a good twist? Uh, nah, you saw it coming a mile ah. away. I mean, okay. Yeah, it, it was seen a mile away. It, 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 it was, it was glaring. So, um, but no, I, so going off our conversations the last week of talking about, you know, different RPGs and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to pick up some different ones that I normally wouldn't pick up one because I've seen them too. I got a little bit of money to spare on buying some RPGs and I don't mind supporting people and supporting stuff. And, you know, I can also take these to work and have, you know, some of the coworkers that are looking into getting an RPG, let them look at it, let them, you know, don't have just fifth edition there. Give more type thing. And so, sorry, something weird was happening to my printer and I heard the noise I, and had to look over. I heard, I heard you clicking. Yes. Uh oh. I think I have a problem, but I'll have to worry about it later. Um, so, uh, I picked up the Star Trek Adventures, which is the Star Trek RPG. Um, I'm not a very big Star Trek person, but I know a lot of people are. I believe it's the fourth one now. Yeah, it probably is. I don't have no clue. Um, yeah, I want to say it's the fourth one. But uh, picked it up. It's what you would think is a Star Trek RPG. Um, I don't think I would be very good at running a Star Trek RPG because I'm not all into Star Trek like everybody else is, but I'm okay with that. Um, it To me, the book is actually kind of hard to read in a bit. I opened it up and started kind of flipping through it, and you know all the control panels that have all the lights and you know, you know the, the twists and bends. It's like that through the entire book, and it's just kind of an eyesore for me, and it's just kind of too busy. It's funny because the last one I remember playing, they did that, but they only did that for like the uh, the insets, like the regular pages. Yeah. have like that basically, but it wouldn't be. They'd still be white pages with standard text that have that sort of that stylized. But then the insets, you know, with like, oh hey, about this thing, it, they would be like that fully, and it was okay. No, it's the whole thing. Well, I mentioned that about the uh, Renegade Legion Aetherstorm game. Where the book is a little fucking too much with that. You can't go crazy with that. We need to be able to fucking read it here. Yeah, it, it, it's a little hard to read. Um, and it's a little off-putting, too. I'm like, mm, don't know if I can read all of this. And I, I set it to the side. I'll put it later because I'm not too worried about it. Um, I did order a copy of Call of Cthulhu just because, well, it's Call of Cthulhu. And I have someone at work I mean, that's really into it. And It's it's the lawyer's game of choice. Yeah. <laughs> And stuff, and I've never read it, so I'm okay with that. Um, but I did pick up a game. I'd never heard of it, and it came in and went out because I guess the company that did it, they did the Kickstarter, it went off decently, but uh, I guess something happened to the owner, the main creator, and they not putting out any more product for it. And it's called Unity. Um, it's a 2D10 system. You... Um, System's pretty basic. You add your skill levels up. Uh, you add your bonuses, roll 2d10. If you meet or beat the number, it happens. It also has a fall failing forward action, where if you fail by a certain amount, you still do something, but something bad happens, like the Genesis system, um, which I thought was good. Um, they have a system where game masters don't roll dice. It just all happens. 
Um, so I thought that was interesting. I'm still reading and learning. Um, fantasy, it looks like? It is a fantasy with technology. Uh, so they have guns and magical guns and magical weapons and giant mechanical titans you can control at one point. Um, that's in the system. I don't know if it's, you know, going to be great in there or what. I haven't paid too much attention to it. I'm still getting through some of the mechanics. Story-wise, sounds really good. Um, characters are really neat. The classes are really, really interesting. Uh, there's only four races. Um, Vala, which is like an elven psychics. Um, Furies, which are barbarian-esque you know, feral people, um, human, and then abomination, I think is what they're called, or, and they're part human, part cyborg, kind of in a way. Um, but the classes are really neat. The classes are very interesting and different. Um, you got your typical, like, juggernaut, which I'm a, a big defensive, you know, burst through things. I'm a tank. Yeah, a super tank. Um, spellcaster and everything's based on when you level up you get certain abilities and you can increase your abilities and you have different skills but your skills are meant to work with other people's skills so you do combos with each other because uh, what I read in the definition and for initiative is depending on the order all the players go at once and then all the bad guys go at once depending on who wins initiative so I was like, okay, that could lead to some really cool or some really bad stuff, depending. And I'm still digging through it, so you know I'm not forming an opinion yet. But you're supposed to, the players are supposed to be working together with their abilities to pull off combos to make things work. And it's supposed to be a very cooperative. And there is, I, I like it because I also said, hey, you need to do a session zero. Here's how you do a session zero type thing, which I thought was good. I like that more games are, are saying that. Um, it's interesting. I like it. The story's kind of cool. Uh, the classes are very neat. Um, I really dig the classes. Um, some of the rules are a bit like, hey, you get this plus to your resolve, but where do you learn that number? And you learn it back in a different section. So it's going to, I'm going to have to absorb it into chunks and then push it together, you know, in my mind. Um, type thing but not bad um, yeah the problem is you can't even buy it anymore uh there's very few copies you can get a pdf uh there's very few physical physical copies out there well you can't get a pdf on their website anymore it's not working oh it's on have... uh drive through rpg it's on drive through okay yeah that's so a drive through for that good to mention because yeah. their website the website looks cool, but you click on all the online store stuff and it's not set up anymore. No, it's that I think the company's defunct. Um, yeah, I'm hesitant to buy a game that's completely defunct like that, but I'll wait for your review. It looks cool. It's got very good art. Uh, oh, yeah, art was really good in it. Blurb and everything, but, you know. Uh, yeah, even there's... though it is look like sort of kind of what my next game's going to look like, just maybe a little more specific formats. But it looks interesting. I mean, always interesting to look at more games. Like we were joking about the, uh, you know, the less than twenty dollars send you a game book a month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I was dealing it. I had no problems with it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I'm still working on it. Still going through it because I think I might want to run this. 
Uh, but it was very interesting. Um, I'm going to keep also going with it. Also, be interested to see, uh, you know, what the uh, playability with no future things are like. You know, how easy it to hack. Let's say. Um, they tell you how to create characters in it, so you know how to do that. Oh man, my nose is sorry, guys. Um, it gives you a good storyline, a good uh, history. There's a lot of history. They give you a lot of good background, yeah. which is good. Well, well, it's like a, how, how easy is the system to hack? Like, can you do stuff? Is there a lot of, uh, let's say, hashtag design space in the system? <laughs> or do they sort of cover everything in that book? Those are the things I'm interested in. Because if they cover everything in that book, then that book's got to be all you got for forever. If there's some design space, then you can do stuff. They, I think there's some good design space because they tell you how to make... Um, they give you an example on how to make creatures that are not in the book. Okay. Type Good. stuff. There's like, I like to look at like D and D is a game with lots of design space. You can yeah. do stuff. Like at some point, it's only numbers. But so interesting. See, I'll be sending you that uh, copy I have of the Stargate SG One RPG because I mean, I'm not gonna run it. I have a million other books to read. I still have to read that Tidebreaker one. I let you look at the PDF of. Yeah. That I mean, one looks interesting because it's kind of generic, but... I haven't had a chance to read that one, too. That one's another one on my list. Yeah. So I can kind of dig around on that one. Yeah, so... We're ending with a little role-playing stuff. Uh, my next game, we're actually... I'm getting my players to make their characters first. Give me a character idea and everything. And then I'm going to decide the system after I've got all those ideas so I can make sure I'm choosing one that it works for. Because unless we'd like to try Genesis again, I'm not sure we're going to. You know, I yeah. think it's a lot of work to get stuff to to, to fit in there. Though uh, L. Marshall's played it and says that he's had no problems at all with Genesis and playing fantasy. So it might just have been a my people problem. Yeah. But you who know knows? People's. Yeah. But you know, there's other games out there. There's a lot of things. You got to be ready to hack some stuff to make it work. <laughs> Um, what else? I do have my avatar coming in. Should be coming in this Saturday. Or no, it's Wednesday. Excuse me. I, I want to I say all my role-playing games have, have delivered, so I don't think I have anything else. Yeah. I don't think there's anything currently. I'm going to read this Unity some more. Kind of dig into it. Kind of look at it a bit more. Uh, look into the system. Classes are really, really cool. That's what I say. The, the classes are not your standard no, nothing's like I rolled a hit, I roll damage. It's like I rolled a hit, but it gives you this, or uh, I'm going to combo off my friend, so because my friend did this and X Y Z, and then it's. I mean, gotta... Let's be honest, rolling crit and rolling damage, there's nothing wrong with it. No, it's tried and true for a reason. But there's more. There, is... There's more to this system than just that. Is what I'm trying to put through. Um, other than that. That was pretty much about it. I mean, I didn't yeah. have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, yeah, we try and watch more, but no guarantees. I got, uh, we got what, a month and a week or so before uh, Mando season three comes out, and I'm yep. fucking looking forward to that. Yep, that one looks like so it's gonna be fun. See what I can watch in that time as far as a TV series goes. Oh, I forgot. Uh, I did watch The Last of Us, the first episode. Episode two comes out tonight. Um, which as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go watch it. Um, loved every minute of it for the simple fact that they kept to the story 
and pay homage to the story without breaking the story. Um, they had lines that were in the that were in the game that were in the TV show. They expanded on the universe a little bit without going too crazy. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'll give a full you know recap after the season's over, but uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Loving every minute of it. I thought it was great. Oh. Again. Yeah, it's, it's not my kind of series. Oh, no. No, definitely not your kind of series. <laughs> All I know is people tell them, like, you know, like, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, the, the Halo uh, fans, when mm-hmm. Last of Us people complain about their, uh, point out the, you know, how their series is going. It's all kind of funny for that, you know, because they're being really close to it. While apparently, you know, they people were still upset about Halo not being Halo, even though yeah, we had that discussion way back when we talked about Halo. Yeah. But I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I can't wait to see the rest of the season. They've done mm-hmm. quite a bit with it. I'm happy. Um, I will, you know, wait to see how everything goes whenever these rest of them. But I'll give, a, I'll give a final episode recap or final rating after the season's over. And it's HBO oh. Max, so we only get one a week, so... That's the better way to do it. Honestly, you need to be able to excite for things like that. Uh, I I like that format better than a dump them all. Yeah. And I can see dumping a couple episodes if you need. Like, oh, we need to get the first two out so they can get into it. Yeah. Disney does that a lot. Disney dumps like the first two or three and then then you have to wait. However many you need to get into it. Yeah. Because I agree with the ones they did. Like, if you dumped one episode of Andor, you would not have gotten into it. Probably not. Not as much. Yeah. You'd be like, uh, okay, maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah. Uh, do we have anybody to send people off to? Because I'm not seeing anybody on my radar. Uh, let's see, who do I know we could send to? I mean, let's be honest. All the people I see... Oh, we could send them to uh, Prince SVR, who is mute but playing uh, Battletech. Uh, type in the name so I can send it. One second. I'll just send it to you in... Uh, the book of faces okay guys we really appreciate you listening i know we kind of rambled a little bit at the end um but we appreciate you listening we appreciate you watching we're going to send you off to uh, someone that john has said <laughs> to send you out to there you go so absolutely um and, and they're a good dude you know I, I i enjoy watching them just the ones i did but so. i gave him a follow can't be that bad huh uh, well. <laughs> so uh guys please take care of yourself please watch after each other please 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 make sure that you say something if you see something look out for each other be safe hopefully we'll see you at the next convention and for more than dice i'm gonzo i'm john good night hit that raid button Great.